Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys, and welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name's Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And again, we are joined by our guest, Jane. Hello. Tis me. <laughs> yes um so today's episode we'll be doing the second book of the shades of magic series which is a gathering of shadows (laughs) but first do we want to do like our opening question and jane thought of it this time so would you like to start us off yes what video games are you guys playing currently yes (laughs) do you want to go first i just finished breath of the wild i finally defeated ganon (laughs) but I realized I have to go back in because there's an expansion pack. So oh, I'll course. do that and get back into it. But I'm going to start the um, Phoenix Rising <gasps> game. Ooh. That They say the gameplay is like Breath of the Wild a lot. Yeah. So I'm excited. Ooh. Mythology. Ooh. Yes. And Animal Crossing. Right. Obviously. Oh, yes, of course. Animal Crossing is still a, <laughs> a daily thing for me as well. But um, the game I've been playing for hours, like multiple hours a lot. Well, there's actually two. So by myself, I play a lot of Stardew Valley. <laughs> and then with my the two people that I play video games with all the time, which is my friend Beth and her brother Noel, we've been playing Valorant, which is like a new mm. like battle royale game, I guess. Mm. It's I love it. It's really cool. <laughs> That's cool. What about you, Pip? Um, obviously Animal Crossing. And then I switch between Hades and Deponia, which is Ooh. yes what's deponia right what is am that? i saying that right um yeah deponia i don't know it's like you're on this you're playing as this character who's such an ass but he's a lovable <laughs> ass and he <laughs> you're trying to get off of deponia which i guess is that's like a i don't know like a junkyard of a town i think it's like literally a junkyard and it's like a point and click game so you have to like go find stuff and talk to people and it's just Ooh. very it's the art's awesome and the story's fun and it's it's great yes he sounds like a lot of characters in right. gathering of shadows. right <laughs> a lovable asshole hmm. yeah i hate him and adore oh, him at the same time and it's very annoying <laughs> excellent yes all right well this episode is a little different because i actually wrote <laughs> the plot summary god bless thank yeah. you <laughs> bridget was extremely she's been being booked by like everyone to come visit like to come house sit and for some reason every house includes a new baby frenchie yeah i'm, I'm jealous i'm at my sister's house right now yeah right i'm just like house sitting slash dog sitting and everyone there's like three houses that i usually watch and they all decide to do it like back to back all yeah. the time so i'm literally like i was at someone else's house and now i'm at my sister's house and i was yeah. gonna say we just filmed the filmed recorded the pride and prejudice episode at your sister's house yeah and then, last yeah and then like in this last weekend she was at her co-worker's house and then she's like oh i'm gonna be at my sister's house again i was like god damn woman yeah <laughs> business is rolling her side hustle if you mind <laughs> so if y'all have any frenchies <laughs> right I, I will house you, it but it needs to include a frenchie oh, you're in south as i say you're in south korea <laughs> I mean, you're even su- better. You're in, in Southern South California. Korea. I'll, I'll come house it for you if you're in South Korea. Shit. No Frenchie needed. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's get started. This is on like the plot. how with your audiobooks, how the narrator will flip sometimes per book. Oh, that's eh? true. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. Which is cool because um, 
I don't know if this is like my favorite book in the series, but it was definitely like a fun one to read for me. So the, I got excited to do the the plot. So here we go. Excellent. Um, so we're actually going to be casting pretty soon. And it's one of my favorite characters. But here we go. Oh. So from the last time we've seen these like wonderful people, it's been four months. So four months since the whole Black Knight, as the people call it. And four months since Rye almost died and then Kel saved him. And then Holland maybe died and then they threw him into black london (laughs) (laughs) and then kel and lila had an emotional parting (laughs) um so it's been four months since all that's happened and our dear delilah bard has found herself upon the night spire um after she killed (laughs) one of the guys that actually worked on the ship and then as punishment they bring her to the captain of the night spire and he just kind of looks at her and he's like you know what come on in come like join the crew and (laughs) Mainly uh, because he notices that she's obviously not from this world because her Arnesian is shit and she can speak fluent English, which is very peculiar to him because English is only spoken by the like high royals of like high society in their world. Mm -hmm. So um, he takes her into the Night Spire and his name is Alucard Emery. (laughs) I love that boy. Amazing. I love him so much. (laughs) Yes. And he is very funny, witty adorable yes very promiscuous this man oh very yes very 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 he's very right. rude who wants to go first the best way i love him i'll go first i guess Ooh. so i'm excited i casted anthony ramos from <gasps> oh <Hamilton. laughs> that is a brilliant oh and Oh I sent my god. I sent a picture, Jane, to the oh, group chat bless. so you can see. Okay. I absolutely love but obviously him. he would have long hair. He has like he to. does in Hamilton. Yes. But yeah, he's like kind of in his late twenties, he matches the age. I imagine him with like dark skin and Me too. Um like light eyes. Does he have blue eyes? Do you remember? I no, I think they're like hazily. Okay. I don't think they're colored. Um he, he has, has like he has like eyes. the blue <laughs> sapphire on mm-hmm. his eyebrow that he wears every once in a while. That's- yeah. That's oh my god he was it like kind of breaks my heart because anthony ramos was supposed to star in like one of my biggest um it's another lin-manuel uh musical oh. called um in the heights yes and he was supposed to like be the star role and i was so freaking excited and then miss rona decided to come on in and ruin everything so they pushed it back they like didn't want to release it yeah. they're like oh we're gonna wait and so <laughs> i don't know uh, when it's gonna be released but i love him so much i love Yay. him yeah. Sweet baby and his wife and She's i beautiful. just i want to see him in like period clothing <laughs> yes and maybe he could sing a a sea shanty or two like yes (laughs) yes Yes, take it away (laughs) all the time right oh man and he can definitely pull off like the snarkiness and the whole like Mm -hmm. hey how's it going biggest flirt of all kind of person right what about you pip who did you cast boo boo stewart i love him oh my god boo boo yeah i don't know who that is from he's twilight he's the youngest wolf he is a very oh, beautiful sir and a sweet baby angel. Oh, we love we love him in this adorable. household. Okay, now that I remember who he is, yeah. Just sent a picture. I know him from The Descendants. Have you guys watched? No, that? I wanted I to Disney Channel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Katrina right. is making me, or she doesn't. She's not making me currently, but she's like, you have to see it. We have to see it soon. I'm like, okay. Yeah, those are fun. Yes, I can see. He's got the long hair. Ooh. Right? Ooh. He's beautiful. Right? That's perfect. It's so pretty and so sweet. And yes. <laughs> All right. I, so I don't I'm love sending him. over 
the character sheet that I did and made me laugh because Pip actually casted him. I forget who you casted him last time, but I chose um, Ezra Miller ah! as my Alucard Emery. <laughs> I thought of him for uh, a second too, but I was like, I already cast him, so I can't cast I him again. For Ezra Miller to, I was waiting for Ezra Miller to pop up in yes. one of these. Yes. yes, I love him very much. I mean, I thought of like someone with who's snarky with long hair, and he was easily the first person that popped into my head. So I was like, ah, yes, yep. perfect. <laughs> Ezra Miller, I approve. Right, I love all of our choices. So good. <sighs> okay, <laughs> so let's see. Alucard is intrigued by Bard. Da, 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 da. Now I get it. Now I get all the little noises you always make when you try to get back to where oh, you were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes so um alucard invites bard to his chambers at night so he can teach her arnesian and kind of makes like a bargain with her and then later on when she kind of like mentions magic he starts teaching her that too um and she's getting pretty good at it yeah <laughs> so she's a quick learner yes of course she is and be. then there's also somebody else on the boat who i thought would need to be casted yes. and it's lenos who is alucard's second in command and if, for those of you to remember lenos he is um the one on the night spire that is very cautious about bard like and he, he even gave her her nickname the sparrows or mm-hmm. right. the sarrows i think it's the sarrows and like um like the little is i guess that, song that's that a song she her. sings right when yeah she, the like, sarrows are coming yeah yeah yeah, oh. yeah. so he's the one that actually gave that to her and he kind of plays like a big part because he's always like very very cautious about her like yeah. he knows something and it's just like ooh. <laughs> and i thought he should be casted in this one because he kind of plays a big part in the next book so he's like this yes. lila is sus immediately. right <laughs> yes he's just like there's something up with this girl and i don't know i don't know <laughs> he's very intuitive yes all right should, should so, I yeah go? <laughs> yeah the next thing i have is cast leno so okay. go ahead bridget i casted asa butterfield from he's in That's sex education funny. and Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children, but he's oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I casted him, but as someone else. Oh, funny! I casted him as somebody oh, else so too. Sorry, I keep going. That's okay. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! Oh, weird. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just he plays a good shy guy right? in everything that he does, and I was, he's just kind of like how I imagined him. Very good. Very yeah. good. Who'd you pick? How about you, Pip? I picked Nicholas Holt. I don't know why. It just felt right. Ooh. Uh, I love those ones that just like click in your head and you're like, it will be this person. I don't <laughs> understand <laughs> why, but this I is the way. like it and it's sticking. I love Nicholas Holt. He's adorable. Yes. Yes. Good choice. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So I kind of went... I don't think you guys are going to know him, but he's in Poldark <gasps> and he plays um Demelza's brother and his name is Tom York. And um, <laughs> the entire time, he's just got like this like super quizzical brow. Oh. Like he's his brows are like always furrowed, like always in the show. And then so <laughs> when I thought of someone who would just like be sitting in the corner oh like God. watching Lila's every move, like he popped into my head immediately. I see it. So yep, that's who I chose. He's so and like the person with the quizzical brow. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I wonder if they'll get it. Pride and Prejudice. Yes, <laughs> but yes, that's who uh, I chose. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought he would be good. Is he British? Kinda... I don't know, actually. Because, I mean, in, in Poldark, they've kind of, they're not really like British accents, you know what I mean? They're kind of like mm-hmm. more, I guess, Cockney British. Cockney, yeah. yeah, so. He seems I don't know to what be. He actually sounds like, but in Poldark, he does have a certain accent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all that's happening on the Night Spire. They're doing piratey things. Lila's learning magic and Arnesian and kind of like becoming the Night Spire's best thief. And then back in Red London, 
everyone is kind of shitting on Kel. <laughs> All the people of Red London are blaming him for the Black Knight, which puts him even lower because at first, like in the first book, we were told that no one really trusts him because you know, he's all powerful. So the people of Red London are kind of wary of him already. But because of everything that happened in the first book, now they're even more skeptical <laughs> and kind of blame him for everything. So our poor baby is going through some shit. Right? And then so very early on in the book, um, he is sent on one of his monthly biz- visits to Grey London. And um, it actually, I thought it happened in this book, but actually I guess it happens at the tail end of the first one mm-hmm. where King George Third passes away. Um, so oh. in this one, when he first meet, when he goes back to Grey London, <laughs> he is met by King George the Fourth. Who is the worst? And he tries to bargain with Kel. Very worst. I hate him. Because immediately the first meeting, um, he tries to bargain with Kel into bringing him a magical item per month, and Kel's like, "I j- literally just got in trouble for this. <laughs> like, I literally just got my ass handed because I was doing this. So no, bro, no, not gonna happen." I hated him immediately. Yep, honestly. Me too. I mean, right. I was right there with Kel. I was like, I right. do not like this guy. Exactly. So I thought, but I thought it'd be kind of funny to cast him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he's our next choice. I mean, I already told you guys who I casted. I forget. Last oh, I time forgot. We spoke, but I did Jonathan Groff, keeping it in the hands of my family. I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Pip. What about you? Um, I Pip the picked Matt Berry. The latest thing he's been in is um, yeah. what we do in the shadows. Um, ah, but like he's it. also in Mighty Boosh and uh, the IT crowd, I think. Ooh. Yes. He's, so I think you guys are going to laugh. He plays a terrible character. <laughs> oh, okay. But he's like really good at laugh it. And who I picked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I picked. <laughs> so his name is Jamie Beamish. And he just got casted. So he was just in um, Bridgerton. And he plays the guy that like tries to marry Daphne like three times. I oh, hate finally, like, that character with all my heart. Like I was that like, fucker. who's someone that like immediately when they walk into the room, you're gonna be like, oh he, no. He looks like a baby um, <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Oh god, but yes, Ugh. that is who I chose for King George. I hate like, how like, how good I, that exactly. casting is. It makes me mm-hmm. mad just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Exactly. Like, if you could just be the same person, but a little more royal, it'd be perfect. Yeah. You guys picked, like, logical casting choices. I just went straight comedy. I was like, I mean, he's hey, done it before. Literally, if he walked into the room and was like, hmm, like, I'd be like, ah, Listen, yes. yes. No questions asked. He British accent. He really can. And oh. spit everywhere. So much spit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dear God. All right. Goddamn King George. <laughs> All right, so Kel refuses his offer of bringing him one magical thing. And then, let's see. Oh, yeah. So also, after after everything that happens in the Black Knight, um, all of that, something has, like, changed in Kel that he's noticed. And it's kind of weird. He doesn't really know what it is. But he trains. He's been training, like, crazy because it just kind of helps, like, get the frustration. Like, it's just kind of, like, this anger that gets pent up in him really quickly. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't train, it kind of, like, eats at him. And he's not sure. But, like, something has clicked or, like, switched in him since the Black Knight. Yeah. And definitely it has to do with, like, the Blackstone. He's a hothead, but with magic yeah which is scary. exactly so after yeah. one of his like crazy training sessions rye 
Rye comes in and convinces him to join him for a night out. And first he takes him to a place that Rye knows Kel will hate to then slowly drag him to the place that Rye actually wants to go. <laughs> Rye's like, I'll take you here. You're going to hate it. So he's like, oh, I know another place we can go. And Kel immediately sees through it and is just like, why? Why? Why'd you even bring me here? Like, just whatever. <laughs> so they go to like the place that Rye actually wants to go. And it's here that Kel overhears that Captain Emery will be returning to Red London to compete in what they call the Essentosh, which we find out a little bit here that it's like an elemental competition. So like the best magicians in the world come together and perform like a fighting Olympics, if you will. Um, So so (laughs) every fantasy series has some type of like competition. It's got to happen at some point. (laughs) Right? Like Goblet of Fire. Hunger oh Games is basically the entire I mean, right? The, yeah, the whole thing yeah. is like a competition. I'm sure there was something in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so the whole surviving, war, maybe? <laughs> right? Just surviving yeah. is a competition in Middle Earth. Are you kidding me? Distract the orcs long <laughs> enough to get the ring into Mount Doom. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. So we learned about the Essentosh. Kel over here is that Captain Emery will be coming back. And this, like... Kel is in a fit of anger from just from hearing his name and we're not entirely like told why just yet but for some reason Kel is pissed that Alucard <laughs> is coming back to Red London and the entire time I remember the first time I got to this part I was like oh no like the plot thickens because like Lila's with Alucard and yes. you know it's like a whole shebang so I was just like waiting for the tea to spill. Was Alucard mentioned in the first book at all? Didn't they I... kind of like reference some I think they referenced something that happened like a summer or two ago mm-hmm. or like whatever summer that happened. Yeah. But they like Rye and him like brush it off like super quick. Like, nah, nah, we're not going to open and that Lila's door. like, what the hell right. is going on <laughs> yeah, with Lila's like, all righty then. <laughs> yeah, because okay. Lila has absolutely no clue that they mm-hmm. all like know each other. Yeah. At this point. All right. <laughs> um, losing Rye in the crowd of the place, um, he starts to feel a pain that isn't his own because ever since they've done the whole like linking spell when he saved Lila's Rife life <laughs> um he can now feel rise pain right. and feelings it's like a little it started off as just pain but and then now they're starting to learn that it's also feeling so like rye can tell when um kel's like super pissed and, like, and Kel can tie. he can feel his pleasure too yes that is also true <laughs> that also <laughs> happens um but yeah so they can feel each other's like pain and like a little bit of feelings and stuff so kel starts to feel pain around like his body and he's like wait a minute that's not mine so he like rushes to go find Rye. He finds Rye in a back alley, but for some reason he's getting his ass handed to him. Um, so then, of course, to come save his brother, Kel unleashes a bit of wrath on the men and is taken back a bit when it's all over because he notices how much he liked it. Oh, like how much yeah. he liked being able to like use his powers and kick ass. He's just like, ooh, that like I, I enjoyed that a little too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh-oh. <laughs> Oopsies. So yeah, as that's going on and the boys are figuring their shit out in White London, <laughs> this this book like bounces back Tosses and forth you, so yeah. freaking much. <laughs> but meanwhile, in White London, um, everything has like slowly become like started to become back, begun to come back to life. <laughs> I can English, I promise. <laughs> but yes, um, so color is like slowly returning to the land and trees are beginning to grow again and birds are appearing again and everyone's like what the hell is happening and everyone just keeps praising and like talking about this wonderful king that has come to save the day and you're just like all right and 
we find out later on that it's Holland. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Right? Surprise dun, dun, dun. Bitches, dun. You saw the last of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Insert meme here. <laughs> but, yes, it's Holland. And then Holland takes us through, like, a little bit of a flashback and um, explains to the reader that when he was thrown into Black London with the stone, um, he is brought, like, saved, like, brought back to life and then also propositioned by what they call like a magic god or like an older god yeah like a demon god i guess um but (laughs) he was (laughs) a statue right or did he hear the voice well he hears a voice like something like brings him through black london like where he and like he walks through like what was a town and then he gets brought back to like the throne and then they kind of had like a intellectual mental bond yeah like (laughs) mind-to-mind conversation and he basically tells him that his name is oseron and um that's how you say it yes yeah (laughs) that his name is oseron well that's how the audiobook says it so but yeah i read it as osarian but i know it's wrong because there's oh but that is fancy there is no i in (laughs) but that is super fancy yeah i read it as like osaron or something like Sauron. Well, in the audiobook, they call him Oseron. That makes yeah. more sense. Tells him that his name is Oseron and makes a deal with him that if he allows Oseron to kind of like inhabit his body, mm-hmm. kind of like co-pilot with Holland, that um, he will not only take him back to his land, White London, but he will help him save it. Mm. So, and thus the, if you want to call it, friendship <laughs> or relationship begins. Kind of like a parasitic right relationship of sorts Mm -hmm. so even though um in this book i don't think we ever actually see like a full formation of oseron i did think it'd be kind of cool to cast him yeah like voice wise and i don't know maybe he like appears in the third book or something (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so oseron is the next one that we're going to cast Bridget, killian murphy (gasps) (gasps) he was we love killian murphy because of Peaky Blinders. Yeah. So he Tom was bound Shelby. to be cast eventually. But I feel like his voice, he has like a great like timbre. Oh, yeah. Voice. Uh-huh. Am I saying that right? And mm-hmm. uh, I remember there was like a the statue so they could like, I mean, you know, marble sculpture oh, that's of Killian true. Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so. do actually. Like he does see like mm-hmm. a figure. It's just kind of like black and cloudy. But yeah. He does see like a shape of a man. So, yeah, his voice mostly. But you know i mean i wouldn't mind hearing killian, killian murphy, right? murphy. Oof, i love him he's okay, okay. pippin benedict cumberbatch that was like immediately the first voice Ooh. i heard in my head yes. smog <laughs> smog is that you a dragon a dragon <laughs> oh yes yes anything benedict does i'm just like yeah right like it just it makes Absolutely. sense anything yes. he's in i'm like yeah okay i fully believe this indeed and he definitely has, like, the voice of what could be a magical god, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has that voice that, like, gives you shivers, you know? Like, right? he, oh, gosh, I'm just thinking of, like, smog. <laughs> Which is ah. really funny, because the man I chose was Lee Pace. <gasps> also, <laughs> also for his voice. And then the photo that I used. I, I casted him as my bad guy in Avatar. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. It's all these bad So, boys. yeah, the photo I used Ooh. is the one of him from um, Gardens of the Galaxy, because I figured it was like dark and shadowy and it wasn't like mm-hmm. beautiful lee pace mm-hmm. so i was like kind of i if yeah what he would kind of look like as a human i guess beautiful love Indeed. it they could do cool like flashbacks and like get creative with it right if this was ever adapted which it should be which it should be. it better be <laughs> gerard butler <clears throat> get on it buddy all right so together once they've uh, created their relationship they 
I can't remember if they, I don't think they use the stone. I think it's Oseron's magic, but they actually create their own Antari. And her name is, well, in the audiobook, mm-hmm. they call her Oksha. And um, she's described to have like deep red hair and she's a dancer. And so far, she's the only one that's been like um, strong enough to take um, Oseron's magic and be able to like be okay about it. Cause right. um, it's described as there's like a whole bunch of like, vessels as Oseron calls them that like were too weak and they basically like mm-hmm. as soon as they put his magic inside they like burn up kind of like what they like what the stone did in the first book yeah so so scary Oksha, <clears throat> who'd you guys My cast yeah. i casted jessica barden um oh, she familiar. was in end of the fucking world on netflix and oh. penny dreadful oh Ooh, yes. yes but i want her to have like flaming red hair yeah i want her to have like merida hair pretty much yes excellent yes but she can definitely play like a good psychopath right Mm. yes um i chose bonnie gordon she's a voice actor and she i saw her on i forget what it's like a game company it's not like i forget what their name is i totally blanked but she played a um they made a whole uh role-playing game and she was one of the people and i like fell in love with her and she's also a in a musical duo with a dude and they're called library bards and they do really good songs that are super nerdy and i love it and she is a redhead and great and i love her so i thought she'd be really cool. excellent yes <laughs> all right and i chose abby lee or i guess her full name is abby lee kershaw but um, she is um in Mad Max. She's like the one that has like white hair, like one oh. of the wives that has like super white hair. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just so, not eyebrows, right? No eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. So like the super um like lanky one, pretty much. So <laughs> yes, I found a picture of her with red hair, and I was like, ooh, because originally she was gonna be um I don't know if you remember, but I had mentioned that. The Danes, I had cast them younger too. Mm-hmm. She was going to be my Astrid Dane, okay. but like a younger version. But then when once I decided that they were going to be older, I was like, oh, she'd make a good Oksha. So we're in Wetland. Yeah. Another crazy one that you can play. <laughs> right? And I was like, but wait, there's more. But wait. <laughs> so, yes, that's who I chose. Excellent. Yeah. Really? All right. So now back to the Night Spire. <laughs> so, Bard and Alucard grow close and like they kind of get, I guess, I don't really know what to like. What would you call their relationship? Is it like brother and sister or like uncle and niece? I don't know. Right? <laughs> like it's really weird. It's adorable they, and it's one of my favorite relationships. They flirt but... with each other, but then they don't. I don't <laughs> right? like, it's very. It's really hard to yeah. like. Yeah. But anyways, their relationship, they grow close and Bart is growing stronger with her magic. And we find out that she's kind of leaning towards fire magic, which I mean, with her hot temper, I can't understand why that element Ooh, would come first. <laughs> um, so they dock at a black market and she kind of like sneaks and slides and follows Alucard to a tent. Um, he goes in and she doesn't. She's like, ah, whatever. I'll just wait for him outside. And she's distracted by a mirror that shows that kind of like takes her and shows her like what like how powerful she could be mm-hmm. and she's kind of like scared but also like ooh, all at the same time <laughs> the mirror of erised i was just yeah. thinking that <laughs> right yeah so yeah that happened have they kissed each other yet i think it Did happens happen? around the same time yeah. because i think that happens like once they get back <sighs> on the boat after this because after they go to the black market i remember that part happened i was like 
Right. Like, please, was, no. Was that just, very cringy? They're like in the captain's very, very quarters cringy. and they're like by the fire drinking wine. Yeah, okay, and then I like, will get there. <laughs> sorry. It's literally like the next the thing. Next. I'm okay, sorry. About. I just wasn't sure <laughs> yeah. what book this was in. <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, it's in the second one. Okay. Yeah, because um, after... So after she sees like her almighty and powerful self in the mirror, she's caught by Alucard and he's just like, really? Like, you don't have to follow me. And she's like, yeah, well, someone's got to save you because you're mm, you. (laughs) And so they join the crew back at a bar where he kind of like tells everybody that they're going to go back to Red London so he can compete in the Essentosh. And everyone's super excited, but he's got his eyes on Bard because he's like waiting for some type of reaction because he's just like, I know that's where you came from. Mm-hmm. What were you hiding from? Like, what is up? And she's just like, hmm, I don't know. Like, eh, it's fine. Not whatever. Um, Did you talk to my ex-boyfriend? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, she hides her. I put <laughs> she hides her anticipation of returning to Kel City very well. Yes. Right. So and then back on the back on the night spire, after prying Ellie card for more information about the event, Bard decide Bard decides that one way or another she's going to compete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I think this is where I couldn't really find a summary online that like actually said where it happened, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's in within the same conversation or like within like them going to Red London. Yeah. Like this journey back to Red London is when like <laughs> I literally put Alucard gets spicy with her in the hopes <laughs> of finally getting information. This pisses right. off Bard naturally and rightfully so. Yep. She runs to a room to practice her fire bit where we learn about um, the whole, I can't remember if it's a poem or an actual song that her mom used to sing to her, but the tiger tiger burning bright and how that's kind of like her magic words to mm-hmm. kind of like help her bring her fire magic to life. Oh, well, that's very wholesome. Ugh. Right? Tiger tiger never, burning bright. Never thought I would use that word for life. Right. <laughs> wholesome? Yeah. She. Oh. It's at like the very bottom of the list of words I would describe her. Don't tell her I called her that. <laughs> she would stab you. <laughs> yeah, she would. All right. Uh, and then our attention as a reader is brought back to Red London, where we find Rye has been given the task of putting together the Essentosh. Um, excited to be useful, Rice, Rye, I keep calling him Rice. You're God. God damn it. Rice? <laughs> rice and peace. <laughs> excited to be useful, Rye also takes it upon himself to conspire with Tyrion, uh, the Avan Essen. Uh, to create a fake persona for Kel to participate in the event. And they give this persona the name Kemrov Lost, which um, is kind of like a play on the initials that mm-hmm. Kel found on the dagger, which why I like how he got his whole name. So it's like super adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, since we didn't do it in the first book, I kind of thought now would be like a good mm-hmm. time to cast Tyrion because he kind of plays like a bigger role in this particular. Yes. Oh boy. Bridget's super excited. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Oh my I God. thought about him. <laughs> that is First. brilliant. I love it. <laughs> he just like he gives me Dumbledore vibes. I mean that's like what, American Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he could do an accent. I'm pretty sure everyone knows Jeff Bridges. He's in oh, yes. Big Lebowski. Right. A ton of yeah. other stuff. If you're a 90s kid, you definitely have seen him in at least one movie. Tron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jane. Jeremy Irons. I thought that <gasps> voice, and he's just Ooh. like a cute a very man. Voice. And so you put those together, yes. and it's like a great wise person who will get tired of your shirt real quick. <laughs> right? Ooh, I like that. Um, so I chose Donald Sumter. He's from Game of Thrones. Oh. He is the maester of Winterfell. So yes. the one that teaches like yeah. um, brand history and he kind of just like 
walks around and looks at all the Winterfell kids like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> what did I do to deserve this job? Fucking youths. <laughs> right, exactly. Youth. But he's kind of got like that stern voice and he's always got that look on his face like, I hate I'm, you. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I am tired. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. I'm too the, old for this shit. <laughs> all the guys we picked are like that that old guy that you don't want to cross. Exactly. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Which I think is very fitting for, for Tyrion. So mm-hmm. good choices, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Tyrion, because Tyrion's in charge of the list of the magicians that are um, invited to participate in the Essentosh. So that's why Rai has to kind of like buddy up with him and be like, hey, hey, let's do this <laughs> surprise for Kel, huh? <laughs> um, oh. So Tyrion, for some reason, says yes <laughs> and does it for him. And Kemrov <laughs> is officially added to the list. Rai then convinces Kel that this, like, to participate, and Kel's like, you've lost your mind. <laughs> and Rai convinces him that this will not only be good for him, but, like, for Kel, but also Rai, because Rai can't stand to see and to feel Kel being so pent up and angry all the time, mm. and basically, like, begs him to go through with his plan for, like, to just help both of them, because Rai's like, I see you, like, seething inside, <laughs> and you need this as much as I do, so... Kel's finally like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Sure, I'll do it. (laughs) And, oh yeah, I put Kel also finds that his jacket is just as excited as he is when he flips through it and finds a new coat that he's never seen before. That's perfect for his disguise as Kemrov. I'm sorry, the the jacket or the coat, I pretty much pictured like the the cape in Doctor Strange. Oh my god, yes! It's one of those like fabrics with the mind or carpet. It definitely has like its own persona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I thought it was cast? very adorable <laughs> that like Kel was just flipping through and he's just like, "Ooh, what is this jacket? Like, this is like a whole new thing." And the jacket's just like, "Oh, I'm so excited!" <laughs> like, so just cute. I imagine the coat just being like, "Yes, bitch, let's go!" <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Kel being Kemrov and Rai super excited, and he like tells him all about like his floating arenas and like how <sighs> he's basically like rang all the charge cards to mm-hmm. just like decorate this to the nines oh. and it's just like yes this will be <laughs> an essentage to remember <laughs> yes and so <laughs> he wants to be an interior and exterior designer yes. right so. exactly i feel like I he'd be very be good at it so i want to design palaces <laughs> <laughs> i would have the best parties <laughs> okay so within the next few days, we have royals coming from all over, um, Pharaoh and Vesk, and I can't remember the other ones, um, but one person in particular is a princess from Vesk, and her name is Cora. So she kind of plays a little, like, a part in this, like, she kind of has some scenes with Rai, and she kind of has some, like, pretty funny scenes with Kel, oh, so I thought it'd be a cool, <laughs> like, a nice little hint to cast her as well. This bitch. Oh. oh no spoilers. She, I know. Be careful. <laughs> I know. I have a bad. <laughs> okay. So I casted um, Kiernan Shipka. She's in Sabrina. She plays Sabrina. Oh. Um, She'd be good. Yeah, she's blonde. Yes. And I'm pretty sure I remember like after I casted her that Vesks, they're supposed to be very like tall, tall and like thick. And she's very tiny and dainty. But, but it does say in her physical um, dis- description that as like a regular Vesk, she is a little bit taller. But mm-hmm. um, because of her like slender frame, she does kind of pass as like petite. Oh, OK, so I Put mean, her in heels. Right. <laughs> I was going to say they can do if they can make yeah. Gimli look like Gimli, they can make her look like a tree. True. Yes. OK. <laughs> it's all <fine>. Gimli. <laughs> no. 
All right. I did, I did a double casting again because I was like, I don't know if they'd go a bit older, like Markel's age or younger, like a little girl having a crush because that's how I initially saw it. So for the older right. casting, I did Mia Wasaka. Oh, pardon my pronunciation. <laughs> Wasikowska. Right. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Wonderful lady. Um, so I found her age in the book. It's 16. So Oh, okay. So then this one would probably be So better. she's supposed to look a little younger. So she's like youngish. I mean. eh. And then for her younger casting, I chose Freya Allen, a.k.a. Sira, is that her name? In The Witcher? The little girl? The little princess oh. girl? Ooh. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. What did you do? I was literally singing that song like 10 minutes ago. Literally. <laughs> so for Cora, I chose Taya Sophie Lochness. I think is how you pronounce her last name. She is in a Viking show called oh. um, The Last Kingdom on Netflix. And yeah, she is like literally, because that's how I kind of like um, pictured them was like not viking-esque particularly but definitely hailing like from northern europe like one of those countries because they're like supposed to be huge and like they kind of not like worship the ground but they're definitely more like centered towards like the earth and stuff like that Uh so i figured yes and her physical description pretty much matches um what cora's is supposed to be like almost to a t so yes i love her and she can definitely play like, because the whole thing, she's a um, oracle in the TV show. Mm-hmm. And she, like, definitely is like, oh, look at me. Like, I'm so sweet. And then turns around and kills somebody. It's great. Nice. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Sounds just like I've been meaning to watch that show. Like, every, it's really good. Everyone that talks about it, they're like, oh, do you watch that? You seem like you'd like it. And I'm like, I yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, day. at this point, y'all should know I watch a lot of Viking shows. So yeah. this is true. <laughs> but yes, it's really good. <laughs> there is a, I believe he's Scottish. <laughs> y'all would love him. Oh, oh bless. He's, he's adorable. <laughs> All I need to know. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Scottish. All right. Yeah. Sue. <laughs> Another good Scott. Honestly. Yes. So the royals are coming in and things are kind of like getting started. And um, with Kel being the Antari, who's supposed to be like one of the, like the most powerful magicians in the world, the kingdom kind of like always puts him on display. So like he's always like there, never like important, just kind of in the <sighs> background. But he's always like put on display. So that way, like they know that the crown has power and Kel hates it yeah <laughs> he's on the pedestal always right so that's the palace <laughs> and then back on the docks um after landing in red london um bard takes it upon herself to follow alagard once again out of curiosity and discovers that he's actually from a royal family um also finding out that he's kind of like the black sheep in the family so yeah. after like watching a conversation that she thinks that they probably shouldn't have seen mm-hmm. <laughs> um she finds out that his family um doesn't really like him or his older brother doesn't really like him and then he's kind of like the black sheep and he's kind of the one that's just like oh we don't talk about him he's like (laughs) twice removed from the family tree he's like serious black if you will oh no (laughs) to say that oh man yeah and of course she gets caught once again because alucard sees her and is just like really barred like why (laughs) she's Um, not that subtle or laced around him honestly so then at this point, we're kind of flip-flopped back between, like, the POVs, uh, POVs of Lila and Kel. And it's kind of, like, the same situation because, like, like you know, the tension's rising because, like, Lila's back in Red London and you're, like, Kel's in Red London. Like, come on. Like, they have to run into each other or something. But first, Lila, after tailing Alucard and finding out and checking in at the hotel and all that, um, she finds an old friend and runs to a certain shop to repay an old debt. <sighs> And so she goes to see Caleb. Oh. <laughs> yes. 
I literally put Kala dot 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 a shipper of Kella Lila. <laughs> yes. And she tells her um, that Kel has literally shown up like once a week to pay off her debt. And Aww. Kella's always been like, no, 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 don't worry. Like she'll pay it off like in her own time. <laughs> Um, and Lila is both happy and pissed about this. So she's like, Sounds oh, how sweet. Right. He checks in. But how dare he think that I cannot pay off my own debts? <laughs> uh, yeah. With the event coming up, like with the Essentosh coming up, Kel is training even harder. And Rai also convinces. <laughs> so at this point, the king technically puts Kel on house arrest because mm-hmm. he says that like the only way to keep Rai completely safe is to keep Kel locked away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because um as a rye is rye is like undefeatable and not gonna die but if kel dies then rye dies so mm-hmm. you know put kel in a box that's how we're gonna keep everyone safe um so at this point kel's like okay well i've been given like two chaperone guards like how the hell are we gonna get rid of them and rye's like i got this <laughs> <laughs> and basically convinces this poor young boy named hostra that it is now a top secret mission and it is up to him and only him to keep it a secret from everyone that Kel is going to participate in the Essentosh to cess out the dangers that might be happening in their lands. Oh, and Hostra's right. just like, oh my God. And like, he gets so excited and he's just oh. like, I can do it. I promise. Like, put me in coach. And I'm just so like, this poor boy. The and the entire time boy. Kel's like, I can't believe you. When <laughs> Kel's like, Kel's like intrigued and like surprised, but also like, my God, Rai, you monster. <laughs> but yeah, so we're kind of like introduced and our sweet boy Hostra is like thrown into this. So, and I figured it'd be good to cast him as well. Yes. So, who did you guys pick? I casted Noah Centineo. <laughs> oh my God. From To All the Boys I Loved Before. I love Look that. Look so at that funny. smile. Right. He could Aww. play a guard too. Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome boy. He'd be so funny. Boy. Yeah. I just. Oh. He's just like who I pictured him. As. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> sweet, sweet boy. I think he's a little bit younger than like who I casted for everyone else. So. I mean, it works because yeah. um in the description it says that it doesn't really define him like give him an age, but they do say he's either around the same age as Kel mm-hmm. or a little bit younger. Okay. Okay. But he does have like a sweet like young boy charm to him. Mm-hmm. Sweetest yes. boy. Um, I this one for me was Asa Butterfield. Oh my god! Because I thought he'd just be like oh, a, funny. Just, we casted him, but as completely different people. Right? I know. Awesome. <laughs> Either way, Asa has a spot in this movie. Dude. He's gonna be in it one way or another. Oh, I love that choice. Okay, so once again, <laughs> I feel bad because I don't. You guys aren't gonna know who this is, but he's in Poldark. I was like, is he, he in Poldark? <laughs> I feel like he's he in plays... Poldark or he's in Vikings. <laughs> Honestly, so he plays Demelsa's other brother. And I think, like, the reason I keep pulling from this show is because I was watching this, like, mm-hmm. hardcore because I wanted to get to Freddie Wise, who I chose as Kel. Yeah. So I wanted to get to him, and he's not until, like, the last season of the show. So I was, like, um. binging it while I was reading it. And this sweet, 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 sweet boy no. is, like, Hostra to a D. No. So his name is Harry Richardson, and he just, like, look at that face. Look at that face. Sweet boy. He's so cute. Like, he's so charming and he's so wholesome. And it's just like, he could, like, walk into a room and, like, make you smile. And it's just like, if that ain't Hostra, I don't know what is. This is true. I like, um... I like casting or in shows and movies when they cast kind of unknown people that aren't known by the mass because... You don't really like have them, you know, like you cast Johnny Depp in something, and you're like, is Johnny Depp like it's Jack Honest, Sparrow? Right. It's both, like you yeah. have those characters. Or you in sit your there brain. and you like compare, like, oh, that's some Jack Sparrow he's yeah. pulling out, like, or oh, <laughs> that's a Sparrowism. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I like sure. it when there's unknowns casted in right. things. So yeah. That is very nice. He's very adorable. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see. Yeah, so casting Hostra. So after convincing Hostra, um, Kel is kind of like let out and he goes on his like little trip around the city just to like get some air. And he stops by Kala's place again. And once again to like try to pay off her debt and stuff. And Kala's like, actually, you just missed her. And the debt has been paid. And he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> and I bad? love it. <laughs> right. I love it because he's just like, what? And he like turns around and runs out the building as if like Lila literally just left. <laughs> and at this point he does kind of he thinks he sees her in the crowd and like as he tries to follow them and then loses them and he's just like no 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 like basically like throughout the like the first chapters of the book he keeps thinking that he's seeing her like everywhere and Rai's like dude you gotta stop and then now he's like but it's real this time like she's actually in the city but at the same time he's kind of butthurt because she's been in the city and has like she came to see Kala but hasn't come to see him or mm-hmm. Rai so he's just like whatever it's cool it's fine i don't know it doesn't, don't it doesn't matter to me <laughs> nope <laughs> i remember i was so frustrated at this point <laughs> oh, it was so like, you know like watching game of thrones or something where characters are like not together mm-hmm. and you're just like waiting for them to like finally meet they're, they're so close they're in the same area and then it right. like, doesn't happen and you're just like Ugh. right yeah. indeed awful feeling. Th- that was basically like me listening to this in the car i was like come on <laughs> like, they're right there damn it but yes so with the festivities getting started, uh, Lila is like still trying to figure out a way on how the hell she's going to get into this Essentosh after scoping out the competition. So like they kind of all meet like at a pub bar thing kind of thing. And like all the competitors kind of hang out and they're just like, oh, hey. And she accompanies Alucard because at this point she's pretty much like his right hand lady. And so wherever he goes, she goes. And so she's kind of like sussing out the, the competition, if you will. <laughs> and in walks poor Elsor. <laughs> and she kind of like looks at him and she's like, you know what? Like we have the same builds. We kind of have the same like haircut right. and everything. Like I, I could do this. I, I could take his place. <laughs> and at first you're just kind of like, Lila, please don't kill this man. <laughs> please don't. And <laughs> that's called murder. <laughs> exactly. You're like, Lila, Lila, please no, please no. And she kind of, she's watching him and he's kind of keeping to himself. And he kind of like finishes up his business at the pub or whatever. And as he's leaving, she kind of like trails him out and like hits him from behind and is like slowly taking his stuff. And Alucard walks out and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she's like, uh, and Nothing. it's kind of sad because he like genuinely gets pissed because he's just like, like, you do know that if this traces back to you, it traces back to the Night Spire mm-hmm. and I can get in a lot of trouble. Like I work for the crown and he's like, he's kind of hurt at the fact that like Lila didn't think of all this, like the crew that has taken her in and like him who's kind of like taken it under his wing and is like trying to help her in this world. And he's just like, what the fuck, Lila? <laughs> like, what the fuck? So he's like, I'm helping you one last time. We're not going to kill this guy. We're going <laughs> to stick him on a boat and send him off somewhere that by the time he figures out A, where he's at and B, comes back, the Essentosh <laughs> will be over and we're all being safe. He's like, but you are not allowed on my ship anymore. Like your time at the Night Spire has ended and like says he's going to cut off all communication. It's just like, this is the last time I'm helping you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicard, <sighs> sure. <laughs> You've adopted her at this point. Exactly. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So that's all happening. But Lila has finally figured out her way into the Essentosh. Kind of goes like back to his room and um, tries on his clothes and kind of like tries to fix out because his hair is a tiny bit darker. So she finds out like if she wets it, she can kind of look more like him. And it's just kind of like trying to learn his like mannerisms and stuff to be able to pass off as elsewhere. (sighs) (laughs) This This poor guy. I swear. 
it could have been worse. I could have killed him, but <laughs> right. you know, could have killed him, and then no one would have even known. Knocked him off and tossed him in the box. And I believe they're sending him to like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> and like Elucard like goes up to this boat and is just like, dude, this guy's bad. Like lock him up. And they're like, oh, like what an asshole. And like takes him. And Elucard's like, yeah, I fucking hate you, Bard. But anyways, back in White London. <laughs> so all this is happening. But back in White London, Oseron is kind of growing tired of being told what to do by Holland because Oseron just kind of like wants to pour like all this magic and just like totally like revive white london and be like let's go like more 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 and holland's like whoa like let this world like catch up on its feet and i don't want to like overthrow it like because holland doesn't really want to like rule over his city and his people he just wants to help them and kind of like bring them back up he's like like my world has suffered through so much and i just kind of want to fix it and oseron's very like nah bitch we're gonna rule it and so they're kind of like bumping heads and Oseron pretty much like Holland and him make another bargain and is like, okay, if I find you a body or like a vessel that can handle your magic and you can take that body and you can go to his land and totally do whatever the fuck you want and then you'll leave me alone. And Oseron kind of says like, well, that's not how my magic works. Like I have to be invited into the vessel. So if the vessel says yes, I can take his body and peace out. He's like, but... If the vessel says no, then I get complete control over your body, and then I get this world. (laughs) And Holland's like, sure. (laughs) For some reason, says yes. This is some demon bargaining. Right, on it. I need permission to come in. With a demon, and it's like, god damn it. But yes, it is kind of like hinted and poked at that the vessel that Holland is going to procure for him is Kel. So once again, everyone's out to get our poor boy. So back in Red London, back to festivities <laughs> and happiness <laughs> for now, um, Alucard visits Rye and it is revealed that the two were once lovers. Surprise. Mm. Right. <laughs> the relationship didn't end on a good note and we finally find out why Kel despises Alucard so much. <laughs> so you kind of finally figure out why every, like the sound of his name just sets right. Kel on fire and Kel's like, I hate this guy. <laughs> So you kind of find out that Kel and Alucard were like lovers and they spent a whole summer together, mainly in bed. And then (laughs) randomly (laughs) one day Alucard just like disappears and then like totally Mm -hmm. ghosts Rai and is just like gone. And Rai is like heartbroken and it's like it shatters Rai. And of course, like the side of his brother being hurt in any way, shape or form. Kel's like, I hate you. Because Rai's a little bit younger than Alucard, so... Six, like six years. years yeah. yeah and at this point he's 20 so alucard's like 26 yes so if it was how did do you know like how long ago the relationship was like he i i think it must have been like a baby like 18 or yeah i was gonna say i think i i can't imagine like remember the exact number that it's been mm-hmm. of years but it's somewhere between like three and five i yeah. think of like how many years ago this was so he was it's like his first love exactly kind of, probably, yeah. that his felt first like, real. like summer romance and it's just like oh this guy actually likes me and it's just like and like bah. come on a man bun like a skin <laughs> kissed skin <laughs> like, right who wouldn't fall in love with him honestly i mean we all fell in love with him so. yep. shit but yeah <laughs> Alucard is at the palace to begin with because there is this like kind of like 
pre-opening ceremony ball where all the competitors kind of come in and they all show their banners and show their masks. Bard tells Alucard that he looks like a fish. <laughs> and he's like, it's a dragon. And she's like, uh, a fish because he has scales. And, for, and I love it so much because she's like, oh, that makes sense because like the water, right? You're a pirate. And he's like, Lila, it's a dragon. And she's like, mm, no. It's a fish. You're I don't a do that tongue fish. thing. <laughs> yeah, so... Because we're here and we get to like meet everybody else and see their banners and kind of like get told a little bit more about the competitors, I thought this would be a good time Um, because they don't really give the names of all the competitors. So I was like, yeah, we're not going to be able to cast like everybody. Yeah. But the two that I thought kind of like play a bigger part and you kind of like have more interactions with are Jannar and Kissimir. So which one first? Um, Let's do Jannar. (laughs) Okay. Ooh. So I did Brenton Thwaites. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Oh, he played Will's son? Yeah. Henry, I think was his name. Oh, yeah. he's also in, he was in The Giver. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Oh, I like it. Yes. He looks like a baby Will Turner, but honestly. Just really I want to see him with like silver eyes. <sighs> yeah. And like. It literally just says like, a, <laughs> it's like a wind wisp of a man like <laughs> which i'm ass- i'm assuming is like ve schwab for tall and lanky yeah. um, with black hair and silver eyes so yeah. i was like oh god that's not very descriptive but yeah he would be adorable i know and he's like very sassy in the book i remember he's just mm-hmm. like he's very coy and very like because he has to go toe-to-toe with alucard like all the time yeah they're just like they've known each other for a bit and he's like so. a wind mage like his like yeah. first in like kind of only element that he's like super strong in is wind but he's like the most powerful wind mage he's like, almost become wind in the world right, he's right. Kind of doesn't he yeah, like they, float they in like, on a gust of wind or something <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about all that on the cloud <laughs> she's like yes the cloud and like hello witness me but yes they lila does say that he kind of like does look like he's like walking on air and it has very like floaty is like posture and stuff right so yeah okay. cool 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 and you cast pip easy breezy beautiful Janar. Cover Janar. Janar. I love it. I chose Rami Malik because. Oh, my sweet boy. I, I remember Janar being. For, it's been a it's been a minute, but I remember liking Janar and being like, "Yes, you're cute, and I like you." So Rami Malik. <laughs> Rami's shown up in all our stuff so far. Yeah. I was gonna say I casted Rami as somebody else in like Amazing. our first little series of books. So Amazing. We love him here. <laughs> In this house, we support Rami Malik. Yes. He is the king. <laughs> he is. Um, so <laughs> my Janar is Asa Butterfield. Hey. <laughs> because Asa. I was like, oh, it's tall, like, like, tall and lanky. And he's got like his pale blue eyes. Like, oh, imagine if he's just casted as like all three of these. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like the poor boy in the breath, like changing costume and running back out. Like, I'm here. <laughs> well, if this is a musical, some people do play multiple roles. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And so... Can you imagine Essentosh, the musical? <laughs> My Janar is Asa Butterfield. Yes. <laughs> I just love how like we used him, but as completely different characters. That's funny. It shows you how versatile he is in his acting. We all watch Very the same versatile. stuff. We like do. All of us, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just funny because I know at least like one character for um like has been casted as the same person. So I think it's funny that all three of us chose the same actor, <laughs> but gave him like completely different roles. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I love it. Either way, he's in this universe. Yep. Right. Either it's way, canon. he's going to be in Red London. Yes, he's somebody. in Red London. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the festivities continue and Lila shows up as Elsor. And of course, the first thing she notices on the balcony is Kel standing next to Rai. And she's kind of taken back a bit because she knows that like when he looks down, like if they like their eyes meet, he's not going to see Lila. He's going to see Elsor. So she's like kind of taken back a bit but also kind of very impressed with herself because it means that her disguise is working <laughs> so she's very excited about that once again happy but upset exactly yeah. which i feel like <laughs> is like her whole brand yeah. <laughs> very happy but also upset <laughs> and then you're gonna um, suffer but you're gonna be happy about it exactly oh did and, we do kiss him here or oh, is she later sh- nope we did not do kiss oh, him okay. at all <laughs> no we skipped over just kidding i was like weren't there two there were okay um who'd you cast as kiss uh toddy Gabrielle from The Hundred, and she's also in Sabrina. Oh, oh okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes, I like her. I, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> I chose Tessa Thompson. Yay, Tessa! We love Tessa I mean, in this house too. She definitely looks like she could kick my ass. Oh, right. she could kick ass. everybody's Which ass. It's funny because I also I, I almost it. picked Tessa Thompson. <laughs> so I went a little bit older because I know she is um it's never there's literally i could not find a physical description about her anywhere online and i don't have a physical book so Mm -hmm. i couldn't like go back and look um but like her age or anything like not anywhere online not findable so i was like okay but i do remember she's not only the winner of like the past Mm -hmm. Tosh, but she's kind of like a well-known name so i kind of picture her a little older Mm -hmm. so i was thinking about like badass ladies who are like a little bit on the older side and i thought of um okay bear with me i'm trying really hard to pronounce her name correctly But it's um, Danny Gudira, Gudira, I think. Sounds she's from good to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's from Black Panther, and she plays like his like um, general. Yes, The Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, oh. yeah, and The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in that one too. Oh yeah, she could so kill all like, of us. That's the picture I used is for her from Walking I, Dead oh. because I do remember that they say like her hair is like in like dreads or like braids and it's just like pulled back into oh. like a mohawk, like a fake mohawk. Yeah. But, yes. yes. So we all casted a black actress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do remember also in the one photo I found of her online, like a drawing, mm-hmm. like she does have like tanner skin. So I was like, POC, badass lady who can kick everyone's ass. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, because um, I think Lila ends up fighting her, right? I think so. Someone ends up fighting her, either her or Kel. I can't remember. One of them fights her, though. So one of like, our babies fights her. Yeah. <laughs> someone someone near and dear to our hearts ends up having to fight her. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, this should be good. It, thank yes. God these fights were not to the death because I my heart would not be able to right. handle it. Like, right? That would have hurt way I too much. I like, just got to blast the plates off of them. And <laughs> I do love how they, like, kind of, like, Lila kind of mentions that. She's like, well, they're not, like, real fighters. They're more, like, actors or, like, people who, like, put on a performance and make it flashy. <laughs> it's the WWE of Red Lion. <laughs> oh, my God, Yes. <laughs> Make everyone think it's everyone. Real. Everyone has a theme song when they walk out. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! What would their theme songs be? Oh, I don't. Oh, I have no idea. We'll come back. Oh, to it. you know, Lila's would be like some Billie Eilish, like creepy. Ooh. Like, Ooh. like you should see me in a crown. Ooh, yes, oh. <laughs> yes. amazing. Or a bad guy. Mm. Mm. Duh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Kells would be like some type of like classical music that's like angry. <laughs> it's like angry violins. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, oh <laughs> Ali cards would just be like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> Hans Zimmer, anything Hans Zimmer. Exactly. I love it. God damn it. <laughs> All right, the festivities are continuing. <laughs> like three hundred pages into the book, right? Right. Yeah. So 
Oh, also at this point, so back at the party, right? Um, Lila's in disguise and Alucard kind of like, is like, oh God, here we go. Like here comes Bard trying to pass this on. Let's see how it works. Mm-hmm. Janar kind of like makes a pass at her. Like he, it's never really like said that Janar knows, but he kind of like acts like he definitely knows something is up with <laughs> that one. <laughs> but it's very adorable. And also at this time there, um, Rye has hired an actor to kind of walk around and be Kemrov because um, oh, all yeah. the participants Rye. are supposed to be here, but obviously Kel can't be double agent because he has to be on display for everyone. So and also everybody like would a... know who he was if they were like, "Oh yeah, you're missing an exactly. eye and you're ginger. You're obviously Kel." Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't have their mask on. Because that's like the huge mm-hmm. thing of like why Kel can participate in the Essentosh is because everyone wears a mask, so mm-hmm. they can't really tell. Like mm-hmm. they can't see his eyes and they can't really tell who he is. So just like Cinderella with Hillary Duff put the mask on it's like oh I have no idea who you are right. yep <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah but they do say his like covers his complete face like it's yeah. almost like a like a knight's helmet so now Kel is placed on house arrest <laughs> <laughs> and insisting that keeping him locked up is the ultimate way to keep Rye safe and their with their lives being linked um this makes Kel sneaking out uh a little bit difficult to mm-hmm. compete, but uh, absolutely not impossible. Uh, with the tournament in full swing, with the floating arenas that Rai has worked so hard on come to life in a beautiful opening ceremony, I did think it was really cute how like they Rai tried so hard to make sure that everyone there was going to be able because usually they have like interpreters that talk at the same time as whoever's giving the speech mm-hmm. to like kind of like uh, translate. But Rai like went went the extra mile. And came up with a spell with Kel to make sure that, like, when he's speaking, everyone who hears it will hear it in their own language. Mm. I forgot about just, like, that. He's the most considerate boy. He is. He's, like, super cute. And it's adorable. <laughs> it's a nice little touch. And I loved it. Um, but, yes. Don't you love it when the leaders are inclusive? Ugh, right? It's wonderful. Mm. If only. <laughs> who would have thought that was possible? Meanwhile, we live in America. Mm. Anyways. Yay. Uh, yeah. So, this, uh, so, there's, like, the opening ceremony. The first round of battles are out and everything. And... All three of our babies, Kel, Alucard, and even Lila, make it through the first two rounds, like, without... Well, I mean, I guess Lila does have a few hiccups, but mm-hmm. um, they kind of, like, smash the competition, and our babies move on. I mean, it's great. Are we surprised? And then no. during... Honestly, right? <laughs> I think it's during the second round. I'm not entirely sure exactly what round it is, but Lila um, doesn't fight till later on, so she's, like, watching the fights, and she just kind of happens to stop by and see Kemerov's fight, and as, like, watching her, or watching him, she's kind of like why why do i know this fighting style like why does this guy's movement look so familiar and i forget exactly like what clicks but she's like oh my god that's kel and she puts it together and she's just like this bitch i know that booty (laughs) Uh, i know that ass anywhere but yeah she well she says that it's like the fighting style Uh but like but okay lila we see you we see Uh you sure as she's like as she's made this like grand like oh my god epiphany is the word i was looking for um tyran kind of comes behind her and i love tyran so much because he just like kind of sneaks in and is just like hi bard how are you and she's like ah shit (laughs) she's like oh hey and he's like i don't even want to know why you're here but don't tell me but he i forget how he like completely finds out that lila knows that that's kel but Mm -hmm. he kind of like stresses to her like just so we're both on the same page like this secret has to remain a secret because no one can know he's in there and she's like got it chief like copy that (laughs) and he's like all right i'm gonna go now and sleep for like five years (laughs) this poor man i'm gonna go sleep for a thousand years question did he also not want her to see or like him to see her because that would like throw off his game or am i just imagining that no i mean i feel like that was part of it 
I can't. Oh, Kateran sees her again early on because like she kind of like because um, Kala's shop is super close to the palace. Uh, so I think they kind of like run into each other on the stairs or something like that. And Taryn's just like, so you're back in Red London, huh? And she's like, yeah, how are the boys? And he's like, they're fine. Don't fuck with them. <laughs> what do you want? And she's like, nothing, just passing by and then kind of like runs away. But um, I don't think Taryn just kind of warns her like these boys, like I raised them. They are like my, they are my off children. brand sons. Like, please do not. <laughs> them. And Lila's like, yeah, sure, dude. Like, don't worry. I don't like, like I don't like getting close to people. So Go don't worry about it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, but you have an effect on Kel, so... Right, yeah. Mm. Tyrion, Tyrion is uh, not dumb. And he's not in the best <laughs> mood of sorts, right? Tyrion sees all... So I think all. it is also the second round. So also in the second round, I believe um, Lila fights against a pharaohin who loses and is kind of butthurt that he loses, and so he tries to take Lila's life. Oh. And it's kind of like this like weird... Yeah. Yeah, like kind of like jumps her in an alley and she's kind of like super outnumbered and um, kind of gets her ass handed to her. But don't worry, because later on she sneaks into his hotel room and slits his throat and slits like the throats of all of his men that helped him beat her up. So it's kind of like a, oh, don't cross that one. I fully forgot about that part. Right. It was very weird. I was like, what is happening? And then. Yeah, and then that happens because that's also when she notices um, once she kills him because the pharaoh ones are the ones that have crystals like all over their body. Yeah, as soon as she kills him, all those fall off. Oh, so okay, it's kind of yeah. like interesting, like how that works. Like I said, our three babies make it through the next round. They're killing it. They're like moving on. And with Kel on a winning high, Rai kind of breaks the news to him that he must lose this next round because. And Kel's like, why? Like, I don't have to lose. And he's like, um, Kel, what happens to the people who make it past this round? And he's like, oh, shit. And we find out that there's actually like an unmasking ceremony. So the competitors are asked to take off their mask, which obviously Kel cannot do because mm-hmm. everyone will know he's the Antari. So Rai's like, you have to like lose this next round. And Kel's probably like dragging his feet about it and is just like, mm, fine, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Such a moody so boy. Yeah, exactly. Not our bitter brooding boy being bitter and brooding. But anyways. Um, so back in white London, um, Holland invites Oshka into like the chamber and places a collar on her and Oshka kinda goes through like she's like, What is happening? There's like this burning sensation and she just kinda like falls to the floor and she's in all this pain and we find out that that collar that he put on her is meant to like completely cut off a person from their magic mm-hmm. and he kind of tested it on Oshka because she's the like man-made Antari and his whole oh. plan is to put that on Kel to make him completely like worthless and so they can you know right. in his body and all that fun jazz but I felt so bad for her because he's like hmm, let's test it on her and she's like and it's so sad because anything Holland wants, she is, like, totally, like, yeah, you are my king. Yeah. I, like, uh, love, like, worship the ground you walk on. Like, you've brought help. Like, you've helped our world so much. Like, whatever you want, dude, you got it. So uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just feel so bad for them. Yeah. Like, that world, like, that they whole do, world. Yeah, they do shitty things, but it's, like, they're kind of brought to the, almost the brink of extinction. Right. And then right when things start looking good, it's like, oh, now I got this. Psych! freaky black thing like (laughs) (laughs) right like this demon in my head that is now like trying to rule everything and wants to just suck the life out of everything (laughs) so it's like "Eh." yeah it is revealed that the caller's purpose is to cut someone off from the magic completely so we're like oh great like storms are brewing in white london (laughs) and then the book's like just kidding back to red london (laughs) so in the third round the one that kel must lose (laughs) 
he is matched with someone and <laughs> they meet and he's kind of like wait a minute mm. and if it's something that she says and he's just like motherfucker <laughs> it's delilah bard and it's so adorable <laughs> i love it uh, so yes good. i was screaming mentally right? when i was reading it. she knows exactly like as soon as yeah, she, she sees knows. his name she's like aha yes but it's through kel's perspective so he's like oh okay like here's this guy <laughs> and then she either says something or it's the way she smiles or something and he's like wait are you kidding me i think it's the way she smiles right um so they do i love the whole like i just picture this happening so hilariously like coming like fight each other and he's like what are you doing and then like they pull apart and then come back he's she's like what are you doing like i can say the same thing to you and just like bickering in the middle of a fight and it just being beautiful you guys are doing the same thing neither of you are who you say you are exactly that's why i was like kind of wanted to slap kel sometimes because he's just he's so mad at lila and it's like look in the mirror my dear friend like what are you doing yeah but But yeah so kel says he lets lila win because Uh he must but i do remember it's kind of like a like an almost like did she win or did he let her win because she does kind of get him to like slip up and she does end up winning so she does move on and um that night there's another ball of course and so now since like the jig is up and lila knows that kel knows that she's here like everyone's in the know now so she finally goes to kala and gives kala the dream come true that she's always wanted and allows her to put her in a dress (laughs) i just imagine like her walking in and being like all right like do your worst and kala being like like i've waited for this yeah like my whole life met you exactly like so excited Finally, they go through like certain colors and she's like, no, no, no. And then Kala looks at her and she's like, I got the perfect dress. And it's like, I think it's supposed, it said it's supposed to look like glass. It's supposed to be like really like shimmery and beautiful and just fits her. It's like crisscross and like super complicated because mm-hmm. Lila's like, this is a contraption. Like, what have you put me in? And Kala's like, just stop. Like, hold still. Let me do it. What well, so is this cute. medieval torture device you're putting me into? <laughs> exactly. Like, Lila's like, this is why I never wear these stupid things. <laughs> But yes, she Same. dresses her up, makes her look like a fairy tale princess, and has like her whole Cinderella moment where she walks in. And I don't know if she's technically announced because she does kind of like walk in as Lila Bard, mm-hmm. not Elsor. So she kind of thinks she just kind of walks in. But of course, who spots her from across the room immediately? <laughs> Kel. <Ahoy! laughs> and I love it so much because he's literally like um, Cora, the princess from yeah. Besk is like trying to get him to dance with her so badly and literally mid-sentence he's like excuse me (laughs) and like walks over to lila and like is like you look yeah and she's like thanks so they start to dance and she's like i don't know how to dance and it's like but i know how to dance (laughs) (laughs) he's like well for once in your life let me lead and it's like oh it's so cute that part killed me squealing in the car i remember so cute when she like looked at him across the room and cora she sees cora like trying to the moves on him she yeah. like puts her head on his shoulder yeah and she's like lila like, oh. is like i want to kill her like, <laughs> immediately because like this entire book both of them are like man i miss them but i don't have feelings for them no <laughs> so not at like, all she's Definitely like no seething feelings. at seeing cora but at the same time she's like i don't care kel is his own free man he can do whatever he wants but if that bitch touches him one more time <laughs> and it's amazing don't deny so, yeah, they dance a little bit they have their super cute moment and then he takes her out into the balcony like i guess it's not really a balcony but he takes her outside to like where they're more private they kiss <laughs> the moment finally happens it took and they too kiss long and they, they have... make out yo that was not <laughs> they make well, I mean, out they kiss and then like you know yeah. she gets thrown up against a wall and things get steamy. things happen and then of course 
I love. <laughs> I was like, Kel, of course, ruins it all by opening his big dumb mouth and tells Lila that she must give up and walk away from the competition. I was like, <sighs> she, dot, 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 the independent woman that she is, gets mad and tries to leave. Because <laughs> uh-huh. basically, he's like, this is too dangerous for you. You need to quit and walk away. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, really? No. And it, they, like, kind of get into a mini fight. Alucard comes because he obviously saw Lila. And he's just like, wait, she's dancing with Kel? Like, what is happening? So <laughs> Alucard goes out and he's like, Bard, what's wrong? And Kel, Kel's like, wait, mm, no. <laughs> like, how do you know her? And Alucard's like, this is Bard. She's my thief. And it's kind of like, oh, like, meh. But she's and my thief. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, how, how do you know uh, my Delilah? And he's like, no, you mean my Bard? And <laughs> and this is where I put, this sells, <laughs> this sends Kel into a tizzy because he's like so mad he's like so mad and hurt because like lila is like you know what you you need to figure out what you're doing i'm gonna leave with my captain and not only do they have their first makeout session but then they also have like their fifth fight so it's great (laughs) yeah yeah at least they didn't try to kill each other right (laughs) at this point (laughs) but yeah um so the next match i think which is the next day um so lila moved on Kel is out and at this point um Kel is like being forced to stay into his room in the castle and he's even like put on guard and everything and I can't remember if it is at this point that Hostra and I forget the other one um oh Strauss or Strauss yeah, but yeah. he's like we didn't cast him but yes <laughs> because Sorry, he like snitches to the king maybe Aza Butterfield oh my god <laughs> he's supposed I to mean, be like at this they point, have like well. nicknames for them they have nicknames. It's like gold and silver because um, um, Strauss is supposed to be like a silver fox. So it has to be like older Asa Butterfield. But, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Pretty sure at this point is when Hostra finds out that it like wasn't a super secret mission at all. And it was kind of like a big lie. And he's just like kind of butthurt. You guys used me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. But um, Kel is given, I think, like a ring that he can hear the competition. So he's like basically pacing back and forth in his room, listening to Lila fight again. And he's like yelling at himself or like yelling at her, but talking to himself the whole time. Just like, this is too much. Like, I can't believe her. And she does end up pushing herself a little too far. And like at the very, she wins. um, But at the very end, she collapses. And, um, oh wait, does she win or does she lose? I can't remember. But at the end, she collapses. And without like any hesitation, Kel like completely like sneaks out of the castle goes to her tent and it's just like, where is she? (laughs) And like, instead of being like, are you okay? He just starts yelling at her. And it's like, what were you thinking? Like, I told you this is dangerous. Da, 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 da. And she's like, it's fine. It is but a flesh wound. Like, come on, Kel. And he's like, like super pissed. And then Rye ends up coming. Cause I think at this point, Rye also knows that it's Lila. Uh, I'm not really sure, but Rye somehow also ends up in the tent and he's being yelled at by Lila, being yelled at by Rai, because Rai's like, hey, maybe now is not the time to, like, do this because everyone saw him rushing into the tent. And so now, like, a crowd's coming in because both, like, the prince and the Antari are here mm-hmm. and everyone's like, ooh. You know, it's like when famous people walk in the crowd yeah. and, like, the crowd's forming. So Rai's like, hey, maybe, like, now isn't the time. Like, we should get going. And Kel just gets so angry that he just full-on cuts his hand and travels and leaves. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> he bit chesty <laughs> just just doesn't seem time a bit <laughs> gets super pissed and travels to gray london and stops at what used to be called the stone's throw but is now called five points and walks in and asks our adorable ned tuttle oh, for a drink the bestest <laughs> ned. baby ned and at this point um i think ned there's something that ned like really wants to show him 
And he's like, oh, let me go get it. <laughs> like, right. Ned, like, scurries up to the top. <laughs> but yes. Um, do we want to cast Ned Tuttle? Yes. Yes, I do want to cast him. <laughs> go for it. I casted Joe Keery from Stranger Things. Oh. He gives me Milo Thatch vibes, yes. which is what Ned is. Basically. Milo yes. <laughs> yep. Like Milo Thatch, but with, like, magic. Yeah. I love it. I have faith in him. He could do a British accent. So Right. What about you, Pip? Tom Holland. Oh, Tom. Oh, my God. That'd be so cute. Because <laughs> he, he's like, as Spider-Man, he's just like so like, ah, and excited. And I just, Ned's like the most sweetest excited boy. And I was like, is, is this, it's it's him. I can't, no. It's right? got to be this boy. That's adorable. I love it. It's just so funny because both of you guys chose like younger men. And I chose Tom Hollander. Who plays oh, Cousin hey. Collins in Pride Oh and my god! <laughs> the entire time, and I think it has a lot to do Mr. with like, um, the guy who like did Ned's voice, like all the male voices in the audiobook. The way he would speak when he was Ned, it was just like, "And who do I owe the compliments of the potatoes?" <laughs> like it was very, very Cousin Collins. So like immediately, his face is what I saw yeah. whenever Ned was like mentioned, Amazing. and it, he is. Well, to me, I always thought he was supposed to be a little bit on the older side because mm-hmm. he has enough money to buy a bar and like enough money to like refurbish it and is like kind of in going through like a midlife crisis because he's like, my family says I should have like my life put together, but, um, you know, doesn't. So I, I always uh, imagined him being a little bit on the older side. Ah, yeah. Mr. Collins. Mr. Yes. Collins. Satan and ponies. Tom Hollander. Yeah. Tom Hollander. Oh, I never knew his name. Hollander. I just always called that actor. Right. Mr. Yeah. He's always really just Mr. Collins to me. I try to look him up on um, Pinterest and Pinterest is like, that man does not exist. The only one that does is Tom Holland. So- That's weird. <laughs> right. Because it really just bad. takes like part of whatever you type in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, even like that. after typing in Tom Hollander, they're like, did you mean Tom Holland? And I was like, no, like this is a real man. And Pinterest is like, no, it's not. So I had to like, I just looked up, I went to Google, trusty, trusty Google and typed in like Tom Hollander, Pride and Prejudice and found like the perfect picture. So. Yes. Yes. Perfection. Yeah. <laughs> Phaeton and ponies. Phaeton right. and So ponies. at this point, I think Ned is like, hey, I want to show you something, runs up to go get it. And at this point, Kel feels like an itch or like a pain in his arm. And he's like, what the heck? And rolls up his sleeve and can mm. like, he can't see it exactly. But Rai is like slowly carving the word sorry <laughs> into his arm. And he's just like, oh my God. Like He's immediately like thrown with like guilt. And he's like, oh, I love my brother. Like, how dare I? So travels quickly, quickly travels back to Red London. But upon his arrival, the king is like, you deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> Which I feel like every father says to his son at least once. He's like, but you deliberately disobeyed me. So because you broke like my rule he like literally throws him in jail Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he's like if i can't keep you like on your word here then throws him in jail and ryan him kind of get into like a headbutting situation and he's just like if you keep doing this if you keep pushing him away you're gonna lose him and he's just like you need to like ease up on him so kel and the king kind of have like a heart to heart and he's just like "Uh, you know i'm doing this for my son Mm -hmm. like you gotta like work with me here and finally like decides to release him and as kel is for some reason walking through the garden by himself after being released gets stopped by this girl and he's just like uh okay red hair like what do you want and she's like you have to come with me like white london is in danger and it's all your fault you like left us you took our antari like not even questioning how she got here 
Well, I mean, he does kind of see her black eye, but there is something wrong with it because they do say that it looks like her, like the veins around her eye are all turned black. Yeah. Like it's like Ugh. inky black that is like spilling out of her eye, but she does have right. black eye like an Antari. But not, doesn't question that at all. I don't know. He's not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> no, indeed not. <laughs> no, um, but she's like, Come, you have to help me. Like you have to help me. White London is in terrible turmoil and it's all your fault. And I think he's just like, oh, okay, fine. Like. I'll go help White London and I'll come back and all will be nice, right? God damn it, Kill. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, in all caps, but for some dumbass reason, he actually goes. <laughs> so as soon as he arrives, um, he sees Holland alive and is like, wait a minute, what are you? And then the collar goes on. And immediately mm-hmm. he is sent into like excruciating pain, but also he can slowly feel the tie to Rai being like ripped apart, like little thread by thread. Oh, and so, so back much. in Red London, Rai, Alucard, and Lila are looking for Kel because they're like, okay, he was released from prison. Like, where the hell is he? And they come into the garden, and Hostra is like beating himself up, and they're like, what happened? Like, what's wrong? He's like, it's my fault. She found him. And they're like, what? And before he can oh, finish, Rai falls. <laughs> And is like screaming in pain and it just starts like literally starts dying. And they're like, what is going on? So they take him to the room, watch him slowly dying. No one knows what's happening. And the queen's just like, where's Kel? Where's Kel? Where's Kel? And Alucard and Lila look at each other and it kind of clicks that like this isn't like if Rai is acting like this, then it must be because Kel's in trouble. So Alucard stays with Rai, obviously. Mm -hmm, And Lila's like, okay, well. I guess I got to go find my dude. And because she, this entire time, she's been keeping a little chunk of white London. It's literally like, because um, at the end of the first book, the Danes get turned into statues. And I think she like shatters mm-hmm. um, Astrid's. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like her chin or something or like her cheek. It's like some <laughs> chunk of um, Astrid that she's been keeping. But she does have a totem to white London. And she goes up to the wall that her and Kel used the first time to travel to white London cuts her hand puts it up to the wall and is just like please let like let me be enough for this like let my magic work and then the book ends Ugh. the worst cliffhanger right and that God. is it so the last thing you see is her trying to use her own blood magic and try to get to white london to save her man yeah and that is it i had to wait for the third book <laughs> i know you guys did not have to wait no we did there. not Literally, I was looking as I was looking for like um, recaps and like summaries of this. That's all the comment sections were like, all of you people who like don't have to wait for this book, I hate you. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't have to wait that long. I waited like a few months, but oh, it's not that bad. But still, like having to wait at all, like I can't. Oh, I'd be like, favorite (gasps) character is being tortured. I just because like I plan it like when I read books in between gaps, I'm like, this is how much time is happening in between. So I'm like, oh, my God, he's being tortured for months when actuality. No, but (laughs) no. But yeah, so that is the whole story. (laughs) Well done. Did you breathe? I did. You're a rapper in a past life. Oh, because I talk so fast. I know. When I get super heated or super excited about something, I get loud and fast. And I'm like, whoops. So hopefully that was easy for all of you guys to keep up with. (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, Our next episode, everything will be back to normal and Bridget will be doing it. So if you guys absolutely hated every second of that, it's okay. Back to my slow paced voice. Oh, but I love it. It's very nice. Yeah. So that was, that was the whole story. That was basically the Essentosh. (laughs) So gosh, that would be such a fun movie. Right, because uh, I didn't want to talk about it really when we were talking about the first one because I know in the last episode we did about this 
I asked the question, like, would you rather have this be a movie or a TV show? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so strong for movies because all of them feel like their own little bubble because, like, this book is pretty much all about the Essentosh. So I feel like it'd just be, like, super cool for it to just be focused in, like, one movie yeah. instead of, like, dragging it through, like, a whole season of TV show. That's a good point. Long-ass movie. Right? But it'd be really cool. Plus, um, like, the effects that would be needed to, like, pull this off, like, to show the floating arenas and, like, the people and everyone there, like, ooh, a movie. It'd be I good. literally imagined it like a coliseum just kind of hovering. So did I. Ugh. That's why, like, in the photo, you see, like, a coliseum. Hey. All right. Book questions. Woohoo. Who is your favorite character in this book? Bridget, would you like to go first? Okay. First book, I'm pretty sure I said Kel. I think we all did. Yeah, we mm-hmm. also count. Yeah. This one. Uh, okay, um, I'll say Lila this mm-hmm. time because we have more of her, like, perspective. Yeah. And, okay, she's not likable in the first book. Like, she does right. questionable things. I mean, she still does questionable things. But the second one, I feel like I know her better. And I love Lila, like, so much. Oh, yes. But this one, this is the book where it, like, solidified her right. and my love for her. And... Yeah, because yeah, we did all say that like the first book is like Kel's book. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Kel brings you through the world. Like you learn everything through Kel. And I feel like this one is definitely like Lila's book. Yeah. Like you learn about more of the magic and stuff like through Lila learning about magic. So I do like that. Yes. Uh-huh. Pippin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alucard. He's just from this book. Right. I love a pirate. <laughs> and he's just such a dork Honestly. and such an ass and it, ugh, he kills me like lila is like a very 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 close second but i think overall it's lila but in this book specifically it's it's alucard because alucard mm-hmm. yes i feel very strongly like the same way like it's it's a super super close tie between alucard and lila mm-hmm. it's like he's a sassy pirate how am i supposed to say no <laughs> but yeah. at the same time it's like lila bard is super kick-ass and i absolutely adore her mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't if i had to choose like who's my favorite one in this particular book it'd probably have to be alucard yeah so, yep i knew you guys would pick the sassy pirate <laughs> i was when you were reading the books i was like i can't wait for her to meet him me too <laughs> i love him when, i remember when yeah. i started reading the second one you're like so so have you met um, a character named alucard and i was like oh you mean dracula backwards yeah i've met him yes. oh yeah <laughs> that like blew my mind that right but the first time i heard them say it they're like oh alucard emery i was like did she really use Dracula backwards for one of her characters? I was like, all right, hey, cool. I want to know why. All right. I mean, maybe she just liked the sound of it. It is a this very really good sounding like name. Alucard Emery. Victoria, how did you select your name? Yes, Victoria, please. Let us know. Please tell us. Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> all right. So what is your guys' favorite part in this book? Okay. <laughs> My favorite part <laughs> is when Kel and Lila are reunited and they both know who the fuck the other person is at this and it's the dance. It's the ball. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like all of this is building up and you just want them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then they, they kiss. They now kiss. And yeah. Ugh. Amazing. Now kiss. <laughs> I, mean, I just love the Essentosh. It's just. Like as a whole. Yeah. As a whole. Like that whole thing. Just I loved right. it. And I want more. I want to actually see it happen. So and all the different right. magics and fighting styles and stuff. It's very cool. Yes. I would. <laughs> I feel like me and Jane have like such a familiar way of thinking you guys have the same like, whenever we take like personality tests <laughs> on, like, which character are you from this like jan and i always get the same person every brainwaves that's what i was trying to say we share oh, one brain, brain so. yes 
<laughs> we do. There is one shared brain cell between the two of us and, because yeah. I would also probably say the Essentosh. Not that I don't love the ball scene. Oh, I no. just feel like that's it's like something we've seen before in yeah, movies. You know, I know what I mean? So it's like it's nothing like <laughs> it's new a and exciting. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's very trust me, I still squealed mm. and like had a heart attack in my car but um <laughs> while driving to work about this moment. But I would say like I'm such a like a lover of when our authors like create this whole world and then they bring that whole world together like mm-hmm. i know i've talked about it before but in like maleficent when you get to see like all the other creatures that are like maleficent and they like expand her world and like yeah. all from everyone coming and you get to see like the different magics and you get to see like you kind of get to learn about their different cultures and all of that like just to think about how someone sat down and created all of that is like super cool to me and I love, like, especially, like, in Twilight, like, in the last one, like, when the vampires Ooh. from all over the world, like, yes, come together cool. and you get to learn, like, how vampires work from around the world and, like, how different they are. Like, I absolutely love it. <laughs> so, yes, the Essentosh, like, just in a whole would probably be my favorite part mm-hmm. about this book. Um, and then what is your least favorite part in this book? When Kel, it's literally like the end. It's just Kel being tortured right. and <laughs> Lila, Lila's reaction to it. Like, she's like, what? it's Kel like where where is he and then yeah. she basically is gonna like tear the world apart to get back to him and then Alucard with uh Rai he's <sighs> like as he's like dying he's just like what do I do like he's whispering right. to him like putting his forehead and everyone's freaking out he's like what what can I do and I'm just like oh <laughs> I can't and he's My just babies. like stay with me Rai like stay with me like come on like stay here <sighs> I please. lost her once I'm not gonna lose her again <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, like little the same mermaid. thing like oh <laughs> yep same I just Pain, the right? boys being tortured and <laughs> also pain. dying like no right not my baby pain is brought to our babies <laughs> never said right yeah i think that's kind of like an overall like i hate this moment in the book because it's Universally. like really, well just because it's such a switch too. like the whole book is about the essentosh and you're just like okay that finally ended alucard wins sorry forgot to mention that no you mentioned <gasps> it no i didn't no you didn't I no i said it. lila moves on but oh, I, or i can't okay. remember i think lila actually loses that round i honestly can't remember i think she loses though but alucard goes back it's like a toe to toe i think he beats kissimir mm-hmm. and so but alucard wins and everything's like oh yay party and then it's just like boom death <laughs> like everyone's dying and the world is falling apart have fun yeah <laughs> so it's just like oh shit and the fact that that's but where yeah. the book ends is just terrible right like i remember because um a lot of like audiobooks what they end up doing is like you can always tell when the end of the book is coming um because they'll like overlay some music yeah. like there's some music happening so lila it's like literally like lila places her hand on the wall and like prays that her magic will be enough like please let me be enough and like the music starts playing and i was like wait wait no no and it was just like this production is brought to you by and i was like are you kidding me (laughs) like yelling in my car i was like what do you mean it was ridiculous oh and this was when it's like a question everyone's like kind of questioning that she was um an antari yeah Yeah. it's like her eyes missing and so this is just like is she but we don't know it's just like fucking yeah like does it work like who knows because tyran is the one that's just like hey nice fake guy and tyran's like you have this mighty power in you but it's like you're from like what right so it's just like dun 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 like everything's kind of been leading up to it but this is like the big reveal that we don't get jerk (laughs) anywho (laughs) so um shall we get started in sorting yeah sure yay all right, first, baby up, Alucard Emery. What house did you guys put him in? I put him in Ravenclaw. Ooh. Because he's very, I was leaning, he he can kind of like be. All of them. All of them. Right. But I, 
I feel like he would like the the regalness of Ravenclaw House. And um, I also like he looks very good in blue. I mean, that's very service level. <laughs> but <laughs> um, he's very witty, sassy, and he's cunning. That's kind of a trait that Slytherin and Ravenclaw like s- seem to share. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just he just Ravenclaw for me. Right. That's what I thought. It was really funny because I almost put him in Ravenclaw. Oh. I was like, he'd just be like a really loud, sassy Ravenclaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Pip? Where'd you put him? I put him in Gryffindor because he's always just like, yes, adventure. <laughs> right. That's where I, that's also where like mm-hmm. I ended up putting him. I put him in Gryffindor as well mm-hmm. because I was just like, yeah, you know, he's a pirate. <laughs> Did we put Rye in uh, oh, I can't Gryffindor? I think I put him in Gryffindor. I think I put him in Hufflepuff. I put him in Hufflepuff for sure. Sweet angel boy. He's a sweet baby Gosh, angel. Same. Right. Brave wave. Why well, I keep saying it like that? Brain waves. Brain waves. <laughs> One brain cell. Yes. A singular brain cell. All right. I know he's like not mentioned very much, but what about Lenos? Um, Lenos, I, yeah, I put him in Ravenclaw also. Oh, nice. Because I put a lot of Ravenclaws in this book, actually. I did too. I mean, they're all He's very on. observant, immediately assess. Right. Of Lila. <laughs> Knows that something's wrong with that one. Yeah. He's a shy Ravenclaw boy. Right? No. Sweet what about you, Pip? Also Ravenclaw? Yeah, I did Ravenclaw with like Hufflepuff tendencies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hufflepuff was easy. I was leaning to. But... I put him in Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put him in Hufflepuff just because like my like um like the loyalty and also like the quiet loyalty. Oh, like yeah. he would do anything oh. for Alucard and uh. he's just like, that is my captain. That and like, true. he's also like the second hand man, which I feel like is a definitely like Hufflepuff job. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I put him in. <laughs> he's like lots of patience in that man. Oh, <gasps> tons. Yeah. You have patience. to be the second hand to Alucard Emery. Like you better be made yeah. of patience. <laughs> he's also like the morals of the ship. Probably. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hey guys, maybe don't he's like, maybe we should not do that. <laughs> I feel like he's the one that kind of keeps him on the right track. Like, he's the one that's just like, remember, we work for the crown and we're not actually pirates. <laughs> I changed my mind. Hufflepuff. They're pirateers. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> no, he's officially Hufflepuff. Yeah, okay. All right. You what about me. King George the Fourth? Oh, King George is a squib. I was just, <laughs> I literally wrote down, like, pulling a page out of the Bridget handbook, and he is a squib. Yeah. I didn't even think that we could cast people as squibs, but a thousand percent. Bridget does it all the time. If yeah, I'm. (laughs) If we didn't, I would say Slytherin. If he was, if he hadn't been a house, he'd be Slytherin. But he's definitely a squib. I mean, he wants magic to be brought. Right. I just thought it was really funny because he's like literally from like our actual London. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Muggle. Muggle. He ain't got no magic, bitch. (laughs) All right. Um. What about Oseron? I was okay, yeah, mm-hmm. Slytherin, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I was, like, I was thinking it? he was like so dark magic that he doesn't have a house. Mm. Honestly, okay, so I like, literally put like the fact that he's magic himself. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of hard to put him in a house. But if I had to, right? Voldemort wishes he was Oseron. This is honestly? true. Like that's yes. kind of what he wanted. Right? Needs a body. So, like, all powerful. Eh? Like <laughs> needs a body. Eh? <laughs> needs a nose. Eh? <laughs> But yeah, I literally like in a little asterisk. I put magic like is magic himself, so yeah. it's kind of like hard. But hard. if I had to, it'd be Slytherin. Yep, I don't know. same. Did you cast him Slytherin too? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard not to. Um, what about Okja? Oshka, mm. Oshka. Is how they I mean, it. I put her in Slytherin, but I feel like she could be Ravenclaw. But I was kind of Slytherin. 
I put her in Hufflepuff. Oh, really? Because really? of like her un once again undying loyalty. Undying loyalty. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the fact that and like it's extremely hardworking. Like she literally like anything Holland asks for, she's just like, all right, like I'll do it. Yes. Like I can do it. So Ooh, an evil Hufflepuff, right? I mean, she's not. That's the other evil. thing. No. But she's she does. Well, to her, she's not evil. Yeah. To her, she's just doing the will of her king, who she thinks yeah. is like all mighty and powerful and just and like and, awesome. Yeah, and she wants so to save her world. Mind, she's perfectly fine. And the bad guys always think that they're on the exactly. good side. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So I put her in Hufflepuff. I I <laughs> did a uh, Gryffindor with some Slytherin tendencies. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I just remember her being like, <laughs> "I will do anything." Honestly. So yeah. All right. All right. Next up, Tyrion. Oh, the Avanesen. Once again, I put him Ravenclaw. Right. Because yeah. he's Me wants too. knowledge, just like magic. It's so Honey, great. He does not want knowledge. He has it. He has, it. <laughs> he has all the knowledge. <laughs> yes. Like anytime he's around Kel, he's just like, so about this, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. He knows all. I also put him in Ravenclaw. If not Hufflepuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's a priest. But... So <laughs> what house would be a priest? <laughs> yeah. Hufflepuff. True. What about you, Pip? Where'd you put him? Ravenclaw. Right? Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. Yeah. All right. What about Cora, the princess of Vesk? We can skip housing her in this one and save it for the second one since she plays a bigger part in the second one. And we'll leave you guys on your toes if you want. We can skip her for this one. I have a very clear house for her. Exactly. Right. But (laughs) in this one, she's a cute little princess who has a crush on Kel. So we're going to keep her that way. Next. Perfect. She annoyed me to no end in oh, this yeah. book. Oh, well, I mean, she's trying to cock block the whole time. Like, <laughs> bitch, she is spoken for. Cora block. <laughs> um, all right. What about Hostra? Hostra. Oh, he's a Hufflepuff. Say, <laughs> this boy ain't the poster child for being a Hufflepuff. There is no like, other okay, house guys, for him. Right? Whatever you say. We're going on a secret mission? Okay. <laughs> How come the queen doesn't know? Because it's that secret, Hostra. Oh, okay. Because it's that secret. She doesn't need to know. So shush. All right, yeah, sure. The queen doesn't know. Sounds good. Hufflepuff. Yes. All right. Uh, Jinnar. We also don't see a lot of him, but I didn't. I can't really sort him. Like right. I don't know. I put him in Slytherin mm-hmm. just for the simple um, pride, because he does oh. kind of walk in and is just like, "I am literally the air you breathe." Like <laughs> I am Jinnar. <laughs> like, so it's just, to me, it's very Slytherin-y because I feel like he's very like self-preservation and very prideful and very like. <laughs> so I am the air you breathe. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yes, that's I put Jinnar in Slytherin. Yeah, that makes sense. I couldn't sort him either. Cause it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, him and Kissimir, I was like, it might be a little weird because we don't get a lot of their like personalities and stuff. Yeah, but right. What about Kissimir? Do you guys uh, sort her? She's a Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her banner is literally a lion, it's isn't red it? Red lions. Yeah, it's it's lions on a red it's banner. Literally the Gryffindor emblem. She Gryffindor. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Thousand percent. All right. Next. Well, that's everybody. No, there's more. I'm forgetting someone. Oh, Ned Tuttle. Sweet baby Ned. And then I think that's the last. Hufflepuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ned is definitely a Hufflepuff. Sweet baby boy. Yeah. Who like <laughs> a muggle who like dreams of being a Hufflepuff one day. <laughs> Got yeah. his letter a little late. Okay. Oh, come on, his guys. letter a little late. Uh, Just yeah. a, a little late. <laughs> I also it's love how he like, <laughs> did anybody else while reading this? hear what his like what he turned the bar into and thought i would totally go there yes <laughs> i want it to be a real bar and i want to go there right. every single day kel's like in disgust describing this bar and like how cheesy it is and the whole time i'm just like it, 
but is it real? Like, does does it exist? Because I I would like to go. Please. You know, there's a D and D room, right? Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> One room is just playing Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like extended. It's totally like a nerdy bar that probably does exist somewhere in London. That you know. Let's go. Right? Let's make it. Come on, guys. All right. We're going to go if get a bar. the pandemic didn't teach us anything. We're going to open the bar, call it Stone's Throw. Yes. <laughs> have a, some mystery thing happen and then open it back up as the five points and have it be like super nerdy and witchy. Um, Sounds like a plan. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Blood oath right now. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Everyone, you got your knife? I got a knife. I have a knife. <laughs> All right, Lila, calm down. <laughs> All right. So that was it. That was the whole book. Yay. We casted everybody aren't casted and sorted everybody in the second book um <laughs> obviously our next episode will be the last book in this series a conjuring of light yes mm-hmm. i'm so excited that book um oh god that book uh, gave me summons my gray hair like <laughs> <laughs> honestly oh, i was man. so scared of people dying but no i'm scared of it happening like oh. i'm not saying who's Oops. who dies or spoiler alert people die anyways yeah <laughs> <laughs> what so, are you reading yeah so closing questions what are people currently reading me and Lindsay are reading a court of silver, silver flames, flames. <laughs> and we're dying <laughs> i'm dying already somehow i'm already like ahead of bridget and i'm just like girl yeah. i'll get there i finally have a dog that will let me read that i'm oh, yes. watching so the frenchie in the previous house sitting would not let me read was he kept trying to eat my book I'm like do not touch cassian and i <laughs> do not leave him touch alone cassian but oh my god tonight i'll be able to read Yay. so excited it's amazing i was literally, literally i think i was like so excited because i was literally listening it listening to it on the way here and then i got out and you were like oh i'm only at this part and i was like i'm probably okay <laughs> oh yes it's okay oh it's so good so far what about you pip are you currently reading anything i'm not i'm still in that reading slump but i'm listening to a lot of and that's why we drink so oh, that is where my yes. I love them. that's my media lately and i love it our spooky queens i know uh, i keep trying to think of a book to give you that would like get you out of your reading slump but right? it's like super hard i know i just to gotta get the audiobooks of all of them because yeah. i did that with um right. one of the books that we were gonna read together and i forgot slash couldn't and then i was like hey audiobooks are a thing and then i listen to it super fast so i think that just might be my my transition I mean, into if reading you would again be so kind as to do that with the king of scars so i can finally have someone to talk to <laughs> that that'd be so real kind. nice okay that'd be really nice i know i know i know i know i just uh. <laughs> because because jane actually read shadow and bone like that whole trilogy before bridget and i even thought about reading them so i like burned through those books super quickly mm-hmm. and i was like all right pip like let's read king of scars together and she was like okay i was like i'm halfway done where are you i haven't started it <laughs> i was like I, I finished it where are you she's like i haven't started it so i've just been like rocking myself in a corner just waiting I'm and waiting like, for someone okay. to talk to you i feel it's really okay. guilty now so i might just go get out of oh, no it's this. fine <laughs> I will live. Well, I have to read Shadow and Bone is my next series after uh, Silver Flames. Ugh. I'm literally just going to go straight into it. Ooh, yes. And they should, I should fly through them pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty um, easy. To get through. Yeah, getting out of book slumps is hard. It really um, is. My book that got me out was A Court of Thorns and Roses. That was awesome. Because I was like, I need yeah. something that is like, I knew what it was going right. into it. It's just like tropey. It's a retelling of oh, it's um, extremely cheesy. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's cheesy as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 
But there's just something about it that like sucks you yeah. in and you're just like, <gasps> I need to know. It was exactly what I needed. And right. I wasn't like yeah. necessarily in a book slump, but I was kind of like oh, yeah, going in between <laughs> books and I was like, I don't know like what to read next. Like I could start this series or I don't know. And then Bridget was like, read this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I read it and I was like, I need to read it's everything. Like, Lindsay, listen, the first book is Beauty and the Beast. The second book, there are Bat Boys that right. are kind of gargoyle-ish. Like- Which was my favorite <laughs> disney channel tv show growing up so i was just like you have my attention and then i read it and now it owns me you're welcome yes (laughs) i feel like that's all i do to you guys i just like throw things at us and then watch this anime (laughs) watch this anime hey guys i kind of got into k-pop hey join me (laughs) hey guys read this book here's a thousand k drama is just out to make me spend all of my money (laughs) oh you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it also brings me pure joy. So thank you. Yay. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Honestly. So yeah. Oh yeah. After Court of Silver Flames, I'm going to read Addie LaRue. Yay. Yeah. Good luck. It'll rip your I fucking know. heart out and then right? cut right. it open and dash some salt in it. Rub it in there. And then right after that, I'm reading, uh, I'm going to start the Lunar Chronicles. But I kind of wanted to get like two, yeah. like not one shots. So, like Silver Flame isn't a one shot, but it's like the only one that we have in this whatever she's doing this series mm-hmm. or whatever so getting that out of the way and then i'm gonna get Addie larue out of the way because that's a one shot too right or is she planning to make more i uh, think it's a one shot pretty sure yeah it ended pretty like like this is it yeah perfect um but yeah getting that and then i'm gonna start a whole new series and i'm gonna start the <laughs> gonna start the chronicle the lunar chronicles so, um, excited. tell me when you read Addie larue because i'll i'll do that with you i'll just i'm just gonna get audible so that i can yes <laughs> I could just listen I mean, to if those. you want to get King of Scars first, because it's going to take me a while because Court of Silver Flames is, I'm still like, there's still 20 hours of this book it's left. It's like dear almost God. 800 pages. Yeah. Holy it's hell. 27 hours. Come like total. It's like 27 hours. It'll be my, it'll hold the new title for the longest book I've done on Audible because Audible like gives you badges for things. Wow. <laughs> Currently my, the longest one is a, I think it's Miss and Fury. So I'm just like, oh, Sarah J Mass being herself out of my mm-hmm. title of Maybe. longest audiobook i'm excited but yeah if you want to get king of scars first please please yeah i think i'll uh, i think i think i'm just gonna do it like literally right now because i i just i i need to know i started it and it was really good and i could not wait to see what was gonna happen between two characters because i've seen stuff on tumblr and it just ah and yes i need to know what happens oh, by the way that ladies. is the slowest burn that is the slowest burn in the world i like, love slow burn has like poured like gave, like gave that ship crack because the entire book i was like waiting for it and it is a slow simmering burn and i'm just like <laughs> all right all right i see you guys whatever good old tumblr all right so wrap it up yeah yeah, yeah we Yay. did it Yay. We did <laughs> <it>. <laughs> all right we'll see you guys in the next one which will be uh conjuring of light yes right bye bye bye